Okay, okay. Good morning. Welcome to the podcast. We are here. And I want to talk about the best diss tracks of all time. Now, there is a lot of heavy debate when it comes to diss tracks. You know, like, what makes a good diss track? Does it have to be personal? You know, do they have to say something about their wife, mother, child, anything, like, personal? Does, Does that need to be an element? Or can it be something more fun? Like, I mean, like, a lot of people... Most people would not consider, I mean, some folks do cons- do consider Control a diss record. You know, the Kendrick Lamar verse, you know, which is in a way really funny considering the fact, like, to me, like, a, a, diss, a diss record ne- needs, to be, needs to be malicious. You know, a diss record outright needs to be fucked up and wrong, and, and that's, that's pretty much what a diss record should be. You know, and, like, to me, like, when I think of diss records, I have to think of Hit 'Em Up by Tupac. Because when you listen to Hit 'Em Up, like, there is a clear sense of no one giving a fuck. I mean, th- that's a fact. No one is giving a fuck at all. Th- that's one thing you really need to admire. You know, because with Hit 'Em Up, the track opens up with, I fucked your bitch. That's how the track opens up. This doesn't make sense. Like, you have, you have to have some brass balls to be willing to hop on a record and do that. Damn. Just thinking about that song, it gives me goosebumps. And, and you know, the thing is, like, what other top diss tracks, you know, of course, you have Ether and Takeover. And I could honestly go on about the, uh, you know, I am going to go on. I want to talk a little bit about Ether and Takeover, hit them up, some of the best some of the best diss tracks. Like for me, if I'm gonna do top three, it's gonna be Hit 'em Up, Ether, Takeover. Top three. Um, Kill Shot is pretty solid. I don't even know if I can put Kill Shot in my top five though. I don't know if I can yet. It's too new. I need I need to sit with that record. You know, but. I'll come back to the list a little bit. I'm going to have more names popping up in my head. But right now, I want to talk a little bit about the history of of um, TakeOver and Ether and how everything really coincided. And, like, how, how did Nas and Jay-Z develop this sort of rivalry? And it, it kind of goes like this. So Nas started started with out pretty strong with Illmatic. There is no doubt that Nas had a very strong start in hip hop. He he probably had the best start ever. But the issue is though, after it, it was written, he wasn't exactly putting out his best best efforts. He wasn't putting out music at the quality of um a Jay Z or a big pun at that time. Like he he really wasn't. Like I'm not saying that like those albums albums are bad. Like I'm not saying they're bad. But like at at the time I guess, you know, you don't really feel like they're up to standard when you know what he's capable of. Like when you hear it was written, when you hear Ill Manic, like you know that those albums are classics. Cause with you know, with with an album like I I 
it was written, you get records like I Gave You Power and Nas is Coming, which is the first time that pretty much Dr. Dr. Dre ever worked with a New York rapper. So you get historical moments out of that album. You know, you, you get you get Nas personifying a pistol. It, the collection that Nas does bring it is pretty good. Like, Nas, I'm not shitting on his discography. For the most part, he has a really good discography. But the thing, the thing is, and I'm I'm mostly picking on Nostradamus. Of course, I'm picking on Nostradamus. But the thing is about that album is it it did give Nam Nas a lot of room for criticism, and it did put him in the hot seat. It really did put him in the hot seat for that time period, and it kind of it made him susceptible. And the other the other side of this is that. You know, Mob Deep also caught a stray bullet on Takeover. You know, like of course, like they were brought up. It was it wasn't a stray bullet. It was direct. It was an aimed and fired shot. Everything was calculated, of course. But continuing on, continuing on. So during this time period, who was really thriving? Jay Z, who was hitting. The thing is, like Jay Z was on a really good hot streak. Because around this time period, he came out with Reasonable Doubt. He had Volume 1, Volume 2, and I, th- I believe Volume 3. He had the La Familia record. He came out with Blueprint. This is Jay-Z at his, I, th- I, th- I want to say at his prime, like, I-, I guess. You know, like, as far as, like, I-, I guess as far as growth. Like, I'm not saying he's not done growing or he's not getting better, but I mean, like, when it felt like that when it when it felt like he was doing something really special like in this time period period like he was really making some great music and looking at it it's you get the blueprint and would we have would would the blueprint be as classic of an album if it didn't have takeover if it didn't have that if it didn't have that competitive spirit i mean is not the point of hip hop to have some sort of competitive spirit, even though I do do agree that sometimes disc records can can go too far, and and they can be too wild. Like there was this underground rapper who was pretty much, you know, talking down on someone who was dead, talking down on someone who was gone, and it's a fucking terrible thing. And like you know that person, like he that he he's probably gonna have to face repercussions for it. You know, at the at the end of the day, there's repercussions for everything. You know, so no matter what, it, it's all it's all in your motive. The reason I, I can't consider control a diss record is because, you know, it just feels like a competitive record. It's more of a competitive spirit, and I feel like everyone was in in, in agreement. Like, hey, Kendrick isn't isn't dissing us. You know, everyone was in agreement, but. Back back to Ether and Takeover. So during this time period, of course, Jay Z is reigning, reigning champion, and I'm I'm gonna skip to when he drops Takeover. So he drops Takeover, where Jay Z is essentially saying like Nas, you you can't keep up with me. I'm the king of New York, you know. Um, he, he he was saying well at the time he was he was having an affair with Nas's uh, then wife. They had a personal back and forth like that. That's all this was like they they really didn't like each other. 
that's what makes it that's what makes it so interesting there there's a very clouded history with them like and and you really that's they fucking hate each other they hated each other in this time period you know not now it's interesting to see them older they're getting along doing records you know maybe that kind of maturity just comes with age but what else what else could Nas do he had to do something he had to have a comeback so we dropped ether which is single-handedly my my favorite uh no it hit him up's my favorite disc record but Ether comes in close for a second because it it just I, I, I don't know like ether is it, it's just pure it's pure lava it's pure lava when I think of it you know that's all it really is like because it's just Nas like pretty much saying listen you, you had some shit to say this is why what I have to say and this is all in the time period when he was pretty much losing his mother, you know. And on this song, he's, he calls Jay-Z a Thai boho, trying to kick knowledge. You know, what is it, Thai boho, acting all brolic. You're asking me why I try, why I try to kick knowledge. Nah, I'm trying to kick, kick that shit that makes you burn slow, that ether. Um, that shit that... I'm trying to spit that... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to remember that line, but... <laughs> The thing is, though, Ether is a solid fucking record. Like, because what is it? Uh, the other line. Um, Rockefeller died of AIDS. That was the end of his chapter. And that's the guy that you decided to name your company after. We rock hoes, you rock fellas. And you're still trying to take my spot, fellas. You know, so I I think that I have this theory. I have this theory that Nas would not have been able to have such a good resurgence if it wasn't for the feud between him and Jay-Z. I, I think this rivalry brought him to a standpoint where, where he had to adapt and he had to grow and try something else. And then from there we got we have Stillmatic. Is it any secret that he comes back with the classic during this time period? I mean, to me, at least, Stillmatic is a classic. One of my favorite Nas projects. So it just makes sense that <clears throat> it ma it makes sense that Nas is just he's doing something else. He's trying, he's really trying to solidify himself once more. When he was in a dry spot, you know, he wasn't in the right place. I, I don't think he was in the right place mentally at the, at the time, you know, like, I, I remember his brother Jungle saying that, like, Nas wasn't even going to respond, he was going to let it roll off his back, but eventually, you know, something lit a fire under his ass, and then we get one of the best disc records of all time. Now, what I want to do is I want to compare some of the lines right now, you know, because, like, this, again, like, the reason I like to do a little bit of comparison is because it helps. It helps him understand like why why I consider these records to be the best disc records. I'm gonna save hit 'em up hit 'em up for last. I do I love hit 'em up. Let's look at some honorable honorable mention disc records. Sheether, okay, okay. Kill Ab Will, Ice Cube.
Sheether was pretty dope. I gotta say, Sheether was pretty dope. Young Jeezy, stay trapped. No, stay strapped. <laughs> Let's see, Noriega, Halfway Thugs, just honorable mentions. 3-6 Mafia, Live By Your Rep, Snoop Dogg, Pimp, Pimp Slapped. That's fucking great. No, this was when he was targeting corrupt Suge Knight. 50 Cent, Piggy Bank. Okay, yeah, that, that's an awesome record right there. Exodus by Pusha T. Oh, what am I doing? I got I to gotta bring up the son of uh, Adion. Right? No, what is it? Uh, What is the name of that record? What is the name? Adidon? Adidon. The story of Adidon. That's what it was. Yeah, th- that right there. That was definitely disc record of the year last year. The story of Adidon. I'll, I'll save that. I'm going to jump into that one later. But Look up the lyrics for this record. Yeah. The, the, I have to I have to pull the pull the lyrics up. Like this this is a lot of verse to remember. Especially we're dealing with Nas. We get like tongue twisters and rhyme schemes that that are a little complex. Brace yourself for the main event. Y'all impatiently wait. Y'all impatiently waiting. It's like an AIDS test. What's the results? Not positive. Who's the best? Pac, Nas, Big. Ain't no best. East, West, North, South. Flossed out. Greedy. I embrace y'all with napalm. Blows up. No guts left. Chest. Face gone. How could Nas be garbage? Send me autos at your cartilage. Ooh. Burner at the side of your dome. Come out of my throne. I got this lock since 9-1. I am the truest. Name a rapper that I ain't influenced. Gave y'all chapters, but now I keep my eyes on the Judas. With Hawaiian Sophie fame, kept my name in his music. Fuck with your soul like ether. We'll teach you. You will teach you the king. You know you. Godson across the belly. I prove you lost already. Hey yo, pass the weed. Put my ashes out on these people. <laughs> I'm doing the ad-libs now. No, this is the hook. I've been fucked over, left for dead, distant, forgotten. Luck ran out. They hoped that I'd be gone, stiff and rotten. Y'all just piss on me, shit on me, spit on my grave. Talk about me, laugh behind my back, but in my face. Y'all some well-wishers, friendly acting, envy hiding snakes with your hands out for money, man. How much can I take with these... Thr- when these streets keep when these streets keep calling, heard it when I was asleep. That this Gazy and Cockafella records wanted beef. Started cocking up my weapon, slowly loading up the ammo to explode it on a camo and his soldiers. I can handle this for Dolo and his manuscript just sounded stupid. When KRS one already made an album called Blueprint. Ooh that punchline does have some validity. For as big as your man, then you got to nerve to say that you're better than big dick sucking lips. Why don't you let the late great veteran live? By the way, rest in peace to Biggie. Rest in peace. Uh, the anniversary of his death recently happened, so rest in peace to the legend. Y'all dudes deal with the motions like bitches. What's sad is I love you because you're my brother. You traded your soul for riches. My child, I've watched you grow up to be famous. And now I smile like a proud father watching his only son that made it. 
Ooh, it gets deep in this last verse. You seem to be only concerned with dissing women. Were you abused as a child? Scared to smile? They called you ugly? Well, life is harsh. Hug me. Don't reject me or make rec records to disrespect me. Blatant or indirectly. In 88, you was getting chased through your building. Calling my crib and I ain't even give you my number. All I did was give you a style for you to run with Smiling in my face, glad to break bread with the God Wearing jazz chains, no text, no cash, no cards, no jail bars Jigga, no pies, no case, just Hawaiian shirts Hanging with little Chase <laughs> that, That's a shout out to me, little Chase <laughs> You're a fan, a phony, a fake, a pussy, a stan. I still whip your ass. You're 36 in a karate class. You tie boho, trying to work it out. You trying to get brolic. Ask me if I'm trying to kick knowledge. Nah, I'm trying to kick the shit you need to learn, though. That ether, that shit that makes your soul burn slow. Is he Dame Diddy? Dame Daddy or Dame Puffy? Oh, I get it. You're Biggie and he and Dame Dummy. Oh, I get it. He's Biggie. You're Biggie and he's Puffy. Rockefeller died of AIDS. That was the end of his chapter. And the. <laughs> yeah, so this goes on and on, but you get the idea. But, like, my other favorite line was And Eminem murdered you on your own shit. You're a dick riding faggot. You love the attention. <laughs> yeah, so definitely that was. That to me, that's why I think Ether won. You know, because, like, the last verse of Ether was a straight up barrage. It just is. It's a barrage. But but Takeover to me, I do like the beat a little bit more to Takeover. I feel like Takeover had a better instrumental. Because like, you get that door sample, and Kanye was behind the boards at the time. So, you know, credit credit is due where credit is due. The Takeover, the break's over. God MC me, Jehovah. Hey, little soldier, you're not ready for war. ROC is too strong for y'all. It's like bringing a knife to a gunfight, pinned to a test. Your chest in a line of fire with your thin-ass vest. You're bringing them boys to men. How them boys gonna win? This is grown man B.I. Get you rolled into triage, B.I.H. Your reach ain't long enough, Dunny. Your peeps ain't strong enough, fucker. Rockefeller is the army better yet the navy. People will kidnap your baby, spit at your lady. We bring a knife to a fist. This fight, kill your drama. We kill you motherfucking ants with a sledgehammer. Don't let me do it to you, Dunny, because I overdo it. So don't confuse it when it's just rap music. Don't confuse it with just rap music. And then this is where Mom Deep really gets the worst of it. A little bit of the background is, you know, like pretty much around this time period again, like um, Jay-Z, you know, put up a, put up a picture, you know, of, of like a young prodigy like in a, a tutu or something i don't know it was something like really immature to try to like you know embarrass him and like from there like they had a back and forth for quite a bit and um rest in peace prodigy i don't care if you mob deep i hold triggers to cruise you little fuck i got money stacks bigger than you i wonder i think jay-z probably regrets like this shit now that he's gone I guarantee you he does. He probably regrets writing, like, putting, putting that shit out. Well, let's, let's go to the Nas verse. I don't really want to rap that verse. I know, I know you, I know you miss it, Nas, the fame, but along with celebrity comes about 70 shots to your frame. You're a lame, 
Use the fag model for Carl Caney. Esco ads went from nasty nonce to Esco's trash. Had a spark when you started, but now you're just garbage. Fell from top 10 to not mentioned at all. To your bodyguards, Uchi Wally's verse better than yours. Matter of fact, you had the worst flow on the whole fucking song. But I know the sun don't shine, the sun don't shine. That's why you're lame. Careers come to an end. It's only so long fake thugs can pretend. You ain't live it. You witnessed it from your folks' pad. You scribbled it in your notepad and created your life. I showed you your first tech on tour with Large Professor. Then I heard your album about your tech on the dresser. So yeah, I sampled your voice. You was using it wrong. You made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. And you ain't getting the coin. You was getting fucked then. I know who I paid God. Searchlight publishing. Use your brain. You said you've been in this... 10 years, I've been in it 5, smarting it up, smarting it up, Nas. 4 albums in 10 years, this is where it really gets real. 4 albums in 10 years, I could divide, that's 1 every, let's say 2. 2 of them shits was due, 1 of them was not, 1 was not, the other was Illmatic. That's a 1 hot album every 10 year average, and that's so lame. Homie, switch up, switch up your flow, your shit is garbage, what you trying to kick knowledge. You gotta learn to respect the king. Don't be the next contestant on that summer jam screen. Screen, because you know who did. You know, because you know who did. You know what with you know who. Let's just, but let's just keep that between me and you. Cause about the time again, like <laughs> he was uh, with Carmen Bryan, of course. Like he was having an affair with the mother of Nas's child. So yeah, and then like he had a line like. On Super Ugly, where he said, I came in your Bentley's back seat, skeeted in your Jeep, left condoms on your baby seat. Yes, he was kissing my dick when he was kissing that bitch. Yeah, even Jay-Z's mom said the song was in poor taste. But it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, so this is why I got I, I had to bring out these records real quick. But I want to talk a little bit about the story of Adidon. You know, like I, I know I, I kind of want to conclude on the ether and um the the stuff with like ether and everything, you know, because uh, and just move on to the next subject, like the story of Adidon. Don't worry, I'm gonna I'll talk about the R. Kelly shit in a little bit. I'm gonna do this segment and uh shout out to brooklyn papers um this is just quick shout out to them you know they have a lot of really good products for your cannabis needs and just it's as simple as going online brooklyn papers putting the order and you got it so shout out to them shout out to stereotype co go follow them on instagram shout out to dave noodles um, like I said, I really fuck with the brand. I fuck with the clothing. You know, this isn't just something where it's like, I don't even get paid. I'm being on. I don't really even get paid. I just fuck with the actual stuff. You know, so that's how I feel. But the story of Adidon. I remember, I think I did a podcast on this shit, but when it dropped, man, Jesus. When this when this fucking song dropped. Like, there was no doubt, like, come on, guys. You know when the song dropped, this shit was slapping. You know that. You know that this shit was slapping when it dropped. This is a great fucking song. Like, oh, my God. When I first heard this, when I first heard this, oh, my God. This is wild. 
you know, because like this this song did cross lines. Like I'm talking about diss records, like diss records that cross a personal line. Like these records cross a personal line. The thing about the the story of Adidon, you know, the story of Adidon take over Ether and hit him up. They all have a common thread of being incredibly personal. Story of Adidon pushes is bringing up Drake's baby mama. Story of Adidon. Pusha T is bringing up Drake's baby mama. Hit him up. Tupac is talking about fucking Biggie's wife. Um, Ether, you know, I mean, uh, take over Jay-Z. Talking about fucking Nas's uh, baby baby mother. It's just it really a lot is, of it. This, this is, is just insane. Right here. It's fucking insane. So, drug dealing aside, ghost writing aside. Let's have a heart to heart about your pride. Even though you're multi, I see that your soul doesn't look alive. The M's count different when baby divides the pie. Wait, let's examine why. Your music for the past few years has been angry and full of lies. I started at the home front. I'm on one. Dennis Graham, stay off the grand, bitch. I'm on one. You mentioned wedding ring like it's a bad thing. Your father walked away at five. Hell of a dad thing. Marriage is something that Sandy never had, Drake. How you a winner, but she keep coming in last place. Oof. Monkey suit Dennis, you parade him. Steve Harvey suit, brother made him. Confused, always felt you weren't black enough. Afraid to grow it cause your fro wouldn't nap enough. Since your name dropped my feet, since you name dropped my fiance, let him know who you chose as your Beyonce. Sophie knows better as your baby mother. Cleaned up her IG, but the stench is on her. A baby's involved, it's deeper than rap. We're talking character, let me keep with the facts. You are hiding a child, let that boy come home. Deadbeat motherfucker playing border patrol. Ooh, Adonis is your son, and he deserves more than an Adidas press run. Ooh, that's real. Love that baby and respect that girl. Forget she's a porn star, let her be your world, yeah. That's my pusher, my pusher ad lib. How dare you put yay in my verses? I'm selfish, I want all the curses. I'm pre-booking the churches, me versus three hearses. If we all go to hell, it'll be worth it. Already aligned with the greats and on that same note. The only ones I, ch- I chase are two goats. Still giving you classics, that's the only thing I, that, that dates me. OVO 40, hunched over like he's 80. Tick, tick, tick. How much time he got, that man is sick, sick, sick. I got the devil flow, 666, surgical summer with his snip, 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 and you don't really want it with him. Surgical summer, baby. But the thing is, like, him bringing up 40 like that, I don't really agree with because he 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 was diagnosed with uh, multiple multiple sclerosis, and what it does is it breaks down the myelin sheath, a layer of fat covering neurons, which can lead to loss of communication between neurons, often resulting in tingling sensations, tremors, or bad posture. So basically, Pusha T is playing on, on like, you know, 40's nickname, and yeah, it's, yeah, no. Multiple sclerosis. Yeah, no, that, that's really sad. Um, yeah, again, like I, all these records fucking cross cross the line. You know, like that. That's the common thread. You know that that really is the common thread. And yeah, like, wh- what's your favorite disc record? Like, do you have a favorite disc record? I- if so, let me know. Like, um, what 
what is it? You know, is it take over? Is it something I didn't mention? What's your top three? What's your top five? Anyway, just please comment. Let me know. And let's get into the R. Kelly stuff. Here we go. R. Kelly. So, if you don't know, then you should know. A recent documentary was released called Surviving R. Kelly. And this is a documentary series that pretty much R. Kelly like went out of his way to, to try to shut down. And for good reason, because it seems like all of it is true. It seem it seems very much true what this what R. Kelly is doing. Like he he's trying to play the victim. He he's trying to play the victim. I mean Jesus fucking Christ. Like the thing about this interview that drives me fucking wild. Oh my God. The sick bastard. No, it's messed up to think like this sick piece of shit. Like he's trying to play the victim. Like. You know, like, in the interview, like, this interview is the archetype of, like, what it is to see a man break. It really is. Like, it, it it's exactly what it is to see a man break down. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, man. All, all, all those fucking girls. Like... It's fucking crazy to think that parents were knowingly bringing their fucking kids to concerts to see this monster, who is called the Pied Piper. Now let, let's think of, let's think about the story of the Pied Piper. You know the the thing about the Pied Piper is that he would lure children away. Like this that this person was celebrated. R. Kelly was was a celebrated figure, like, even after that court case in 08. Like, this is a weird thing to think about. Like, people, like, really have looked the other way. Like, even w with uh, the Aaliyah marriage, like, it's fucking sickening. Like, you know, like, the interviews I've seen, like, you know, with um, his his ex-wife, you know, like, the, the interviews with Aaliyah, you know, where, where she kind of seems like she's holding back, like, you really get to see that this man is a predator, and, like, it's fucking beautiful, like, to see that he, he's being taken down now, you know, it's about fucking time, if you ask me, you know, I, I don't have any, really any respect for him, he's a pedophile, he can go fuck himself, um, I know I sound harsh, but, you know, what, how the fuck should I feel about R. Kelly, I'm not gonna bake him a cake, you know, he's a piece of shit, you know, and he, he's a piece of shit, you know, like, you I, you think he's gonna break into fucking song, like, you know, try to sing his way out of the situation, and he's trying to play the victim, everyone is lying about him, no, no, they're not lying about him, they're just, they're coming out about him, they're telling the truth, you know, this monster is getting exposed, as he should, he should be getting exposed, he's a fucking terrible person, and this the next few minutes, I'm just going to be shitting on R. Kelly. Shitting on that fucking turtle-looking piece of shit. Fuck him. Fuck R. Kelly. Fuck anyone like who, who has any respect for him. That's how I feel. Fuck R. Kelly. Fuck his music. F fuck everything about him, you know? Because... <laughs> I've seen... I've just seen disturbing videos. Like the footage of him... You know, holding up signs saying, he's like, you can come with me, but you have to be 18. Eight. What, what kind of creepy shit is this? 
What kind of a creepy fucking world are we living in? Fucking monster. Jesus Christ. Makes me want to spit on the fucking ground thinking about this dude. I'm sorry. Like, you know, I'm sorry if I'm being so harsh, but I don't I don't have um, a positive bone in my body about R. Kelly in any way. I, I honestly don't. I, I don't. I can't deal with it. You know, it's, it's really a tough thing to think about, you know, thinking about this motherfucker. Like, because all those girls he abused. All those girls he abused. I remember this interview where Vince Staples was openly talking shit about R. Kelly, and it's pretty amazing. I'm I'm, I'm probably going to play a little bit of that interview, but yeah, this I believe it's the Coachella interview. And then eventually, it's funny, you know, after he spoke out about R. Kelly, Vince Staples voiced later that R. Kelly's people people were looking for him. No surprise, like this. I'm happy this sick fuck got caught. Piece of shit. I don't even know what that means. A man. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Vince Staples. He just crushed the main stage, but can I be honest? Yeah. Your performance was incredible the entire time I was worried that you were going to have an asthma attack. Yeah, I almost died the other day. I spit turmeric on my shirt. <laughs> At the Soho House, I almost died. Topic slash ideas. Try the Monty's vegan he burger. should be coming into it in a moment. Talk shit about it. <laughs> Where did these come from? It's teleprompters here, everybody. You're in not the even supposed to be looking at my teleprompter. That's it's the teleprompters problem. here, and they got the desk reading some shit that don't got nothing to do with nothing. I'm not reading nothing. You're Welcome reading to Coachella. <laughs> All right, so you had the inhaler, the asthma pump in your pocket, or nah. what? Mind power. You, get you leave it in the car. For a big performance you leave like it that? in the car. Are you serious? You leave it in the car because you gotta be like, if I die, I die. No, that sounds too dangerous. We need you out here. Not really. Yeah, we do. If I die, my life insurance policy real good, right? So if I die, and the all right, Vince is hilarious. Let me fast forward. And my life insurance policy based on my terms. GoFundMe account. Congratulations. That wasn't my idea. Two million dollars? But that wasn't my idea. So he works at Def Jam. He's a man of many jobs. Getting to it. We got this idea. And I was like, stop counting. Made it to two mil. What would you have done? Okay, this is why you're my guy. Got a security guard. We need you. Expunged my record. Got my own gun. (laughs) Walk around with people money. (laughs) I would have bought a Tesla X instead of the one I got. Oh, the Tesla's coming or did it already come? Vince, we need music. you here. Can you stay out of prison, please? You don't go to prison. Shit, R. Kelly didn't go to jail. Uh, here, here we are. Right, and he didn't go to jail. I'm a good person. R. Kelly. A p- no, 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 no. no. Mean. Think about it. I'm still waiting. For- he, he, it gets real. Black entertainer. Only if you like a black gangster rapper. I'm switching my whole I path. Mean. Think about it. I'm still waiting for you to just uh, branch into comedy. R. I Kelly like... never went to jail. He's a fucking child okay, molester. Okay, let's never talk about R. Kelly. He's a child molester. We can't ever a... talk about this well, guy. I'm he's a child no, molester. No, and he pees no, on no, people no. and he can't read and write. And he didn't go to jail. I'm a good person. R. Kelly, a piece of fucking shit. So, piece of fucking shit, R. Kelly didn't go to jail for being a child molester and peeing on people and having a human trafficking ring in Atlanta, then I'll be all right. You're about to yeah, get um, me fired from Coachella. It's my first time here listening to you right now. Yeah. He don't work Why here. are you getting me fired because of R. Kelly? They should have booked R. Kelly if they like R. Kelly so much, he would have pissed on somebody in the crowd. Yo, Vince. Because he pees on children. <laughs> are you ever going to do comedy for nope. the people? Nah. 
Come on, you do it on Twitter all day anyway. Nah, I'll be serious. People just laugh at me. Like, I ain't never laugh when I say nothing. People just be like, You were you? never that serious Oh, my on God, this Twitter. nigga's so funny. This is a funny nigga. But I'll be dead serious. But, you know, nah, I'm going to do something for, like, the kids. I'm, like, I'm trying to get the world to go zero emissions. I'm... So, yeah, no, definitely. Like, our, like, Vince Staples, like, was getting searched out because of that shit. You know, so shout out to Vince. I had to play that out of respect, but man, like this interview, fucking R. Kelly breaks, and like there's just a part of the video where, like, you, you see him stand up and freak out. I, I think this is it right here. This is piece of shit break. I was actually wondering, R. Kelly, if this interview was going to take place. I really do want to get you on the record about your relationships with underage girls. Because, Robert, this has been such a long-standing so allegation against you. you know, starting back in the late 90s. R. Kelly is at the top of the charts, but he may be in for a fall. He was arrested today on 21 counts of child pornography. Kelly is accused of videotaping himself having sex with an underage girl. Taking advantage of minors will not be tolerated. Jurors found him not guilty on all charges. Robert has said all along he would be clear to these terrible charges. Here we are in 2019. They are still talking about you with underage girls. Shit. Have you ever had sex no. with anyone under the age of He breaks no. right here. Never. No. I believe I can fly. Oh my God. Uh, they're doing their, their stupid edit. Jesus Christ. I hate it when I fuck CNN. Oh my God. All right. You suck so bad. Yeah, no, they they can't even give me the goddamn clip I want. Anyway, if you haven't seen the interview, go see it. It's just this piece of shit standing up, running, running. I've talked about him for like fucking eight minutes. I'm done. Fuck, fuck, R. Kelly, piece of shit. Um, no, let's talk about another another dipshit. He's not as much of a piece of shit as R. Kelly, but he did do something stupid. All right, so Jesse Smollett. All right, so if you don't know who Jesse Smollett is, he is a very talented actor, singer, you know, like from the show Empire. And I, I do think he is very talented, but apparently talented talented people are crazy. And if if you don't know pretty much what happened was he put out this hoax, this allegation that, you know, like he, he was a victim of a hate crime, you know, because of his sexuality, you know, he is gay, but I, I, guess, I guess like the thing that bugs me out is like, he, he said he was the gay Tupac. It's like, what the fuck is that? Like, what the, are people just saying shit nowadays? Like, and it's acceptable. Like you can just say that. Like I'm the gay fucking Tupac. Like, he he had this he must have had this mapped out like he he must have had all this mapped out in his little world like before fucking doing all of this jesus when the news broke that the alleged racist attack on a star from one of the most popular shows on television it riveted riveted everyone drawing the nation into a heated discussion about race politics and celebrity 
So he was a vict- apparently it's either he he's a victim of a hate crime for being black or gay. So I'm confused now. But either way, like, hate crimes are terrible. Racism, homophobia is fucking terrible. I think the biggest issue I have with this is that it it takes away, like, you know, the 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 validity, you know, in, in people who really go through abuse and, and the hate crime. It takes that away because, like, he's always going to be the case of the liar. He's always going to be the liar. Simple as that. But as the investigation continued, growing skepticism about Empire actor Jesse Smollett's story added enormous pressure to Chicago investigators to get to the bottom of what, of what really happened the night he reported being the victim of a street attack. Here was, so here's a little bit of a timeline. January 22nd, Smollett reports to police receiving a threatening letter sent to the Fox studio where Empire is filmed containing a threatening language containing threatening language laced with a powdery substance investigators believed was likely crushed up Tylenol. Smollett is allegedly attacked at 2 a.m. on January 29th near his apartment in Chicago. Two masked assailants poured an unknown chemical substance on him, possibly bleach, and wrapped a rope around his neck, he told police. In a follow-up interview with police, Smollett alleges that the attackers yelled MAGA country, a reference to the president, Donald Trump's Make America's Great Again slogan, Make America Great Again slogan. January 30th, Chicago police uh, announced a tweet that they are seeking two persons of interest who were captured on the surveillance video near the scene. January 31st, Smollett's family releases the emotional statement describing the alleged attack as a hate crime. In the early hours of Tuesday morning, our beloved son and brother Jesse was the victim of a violent and unprovoked attack. We want to be clear that this was a racial and homophobic hate crime. Jesse was, was told the police, has told the police everything from the very beginning. His story has never changed. So like yeah like this this is deep like like this is such a deep fucking timeline yeah like this is all connected. So Smollett releases a news statement thanking his fans and reiterating that his account of the alleged attack has remained consistent. I'm working with authorities and have been 100% factual and consistent on every level. He said in the statement, despite my frustrations and deep concern with certain inaccuracies and misrepresentations that have been spread, I still believe that justice will be served. February 2nd makes his appearance since the alleged attack performing at the Troubadour. Oh, yeah. I will only stand for the ass. So he's milking it. So February 4th, Chicago police released the initial incident report about the alleged attack on Smollett. The report reveals that Smollett was apparently reluctant to report the attack and that when police arrived at his home to interview him, he was still wearing the rope around his neck. The report states that a 60-year-old friend of Smollett called the police on his behalf and said the actor did not want to report did not want to report offense. However, he believed it to be in the in the best interest too. Smollett said the attack happened at around 2 a.m. as he was leaving a subway restaurant. He told he told police that two attackers gained his attention by yelling racial and homophobic slurs and began to beat him about the face with their hands. The primary aggressor was wearing a black mask, concealing any facial features, and both offenders were dressed in black. According to the, to the report, the victim does not remember any other distinguishing features of the offenders or in which direction they fled. So February 13th, unbeknownst to the public, Chicago police investigators have been tracking the two persons of interest. 
exclusive interview Smolin was heartbroken so alright so trying to get to the part part where it just became bullshit <laughs> here we go so Smollett turned himself into a Chicago police to face a felony charge of filing a, fa- a false report, a crime that, if convicted, could put put him in jail for one to, one to three years. In an emotional press conference, Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie T. Johnson blasted Smollett on Thursday, in which he said that Smollett's alleged staging of a hoax attack was a publicity stunt to promote his career. Yeah, it seems like it. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Jesse Smollett took advantage of the pain and anger of racism to promote his career. Johnson said, I am left hanging my head asking why. Why would anyone, especially an African-American man, use the symbolism of a noose to make false accusations? How can an individual who's been embraced by the city of Chicago turn around and slap everyone in the city in the face with these false claims? Johnson Johnson charged that Smollett, an actor on his show Empire, who has consistently denied any role in staging the alleged attack, orchestrated it because he was dissatisfied with his salary. Oh, my God. Putting this down. Putting this down. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, Jesse Smollett, like, that dude. Well, good luck, man. Shit, like, my, my, my whole entire opinion on it is that it just makes it harder for people who who are real victims who really go through a hate crime. It just makes it harder for them because like there there's always going to be this false like archetype right here, you know. So yeah, that's it's fucking terrible. Like that whole entire timeline. Like to even think that's the thing. A lot like these famous people, their egos get so out of control. They get out of whack and they don't know what to do, and then shit like this happens. So, in conclusion, yeah. So ether. Take over, hit him up. Story of a Dedon, some of the, my favorite diss tracks ever. Very, very personal, very to the point. Um, R. Kelly, well, fuck R. Kelly. I just shitted on him for 10 minutes. If I mean, I could shit on him for another, I could I might do a podcast where I shit on him for three hours. I don't even know. And, um, Je- Jesse Smollett, you know, like, I, I mean, like, he that guy needs therapy. That guy really needs therapy, you know, and, R. Kelly needs therapy too, you know. Like I know he was molested as a kid, but the fact like you take that and then like you try to victimize other people, I don't give a shit. You know, go fuck yourself, you're a monster. That's how I feel. And now I'm gonna end this episode, like pretty much how all my episodes are gonna be ended now, with the passage from the Gospel of Hip Hop written by the great KRS one. Therefore, the life lessons learned from being hungry and homeless, which accompany the skills of the chef, are absent from the copied representations of the imitator, and any success found during the state of ignorance is indeed short-lived. This is how many today treat God and hip-hop. They seek the hand and not the face. They seek the luxury but not the culture, the food but not the appetite, the house but not the home, the medicine but not the health, the bed but not the rest. They would rather use God slash hip-hop than live God slash hip-hop. But such are acts of desperation, and such behaviors are expected of people who have been traumatized as we have been. Hip-hop saved us and made us not only rich, but important and well-respected worldwide. How then can we forget God, the love that protected us and raised us up? How can we forget about hip-hop, the craft that feeds us and gives us identity? However, in my time, your past, 
Many have already forgotten the love of God, desperate and, and impoverished, and suddenly propelled to the top of the world's social circles. They marvel at the effects of their own artistic skills, caring little for the cause of such skills. They just want to eat. And because they know not what, what causes their good fortune, they have become frantic and greedy, content with being imitators of the original presenters of the saving force, hip-hop. Such an approach works fine for those who are not really serious about living hip-hop for real. Such an approach to hip-hop works fine if you are only participating in hip-hop to get out of poverty or make a name for yourself. This approach works if you've got something else to do and or somewhere else to go. But those of us who live hip-hop and seek enlightenment through hip-hop and are seeking to raise a family while being an MC or DJ, etc., those of us who, without purpose, who are without purpose as well as those who are burdened with purpose, we have no time to waste. At this very moment, while you read this gospel, you are being called out of the world again for your own protection and, de and development. Will you answer the call this time? Repent. God is closer to you than your nose. Now is the time to take your hip-hop spiritual life more seriously. Now is the time to align your hip-hop identity with God's nature and not be distracted by the doubts and suspicions of others. Now is the time to, to declare, I am hip-hop. And begin, and begin living from that realization in God. Hip-hop is your birthright. It may not be anyone else's birth. It may not be anyone else's birthright, but it, it is indeed yours. And if you decide to throw away your birthright because of the doubts of others, it is only you that suffers. Because they are maintaining their birthrights and cultures with faith, will you destroy your heritage with doubt? Now is the time to actually become hip-hop, to actually be the nation that we know we are. Such a life, however, is not for everyone. Many amongst us are just trying to use hip-hop's artistic elements to escape poverty. And when they have attained the money, power, and worldly respect for escaping poverty through hip-hop, we don't see them or hear from them anymore. And, and their careers vanish. This is why today is the greatest moment for hip-hop and hip-hoppers. Now that the desperate part of our family has been now that the desperate part of our family has been fed, clothed, and sheltered, they are gone. Hip hop itself was never their focus. They just wanted to use hip hop to relieve their own suffering. And once such suffering was and once such suffering was dealt with, they went on they went on to do acting, open businesses and basically live as the rest of the world does. But this was never the attention this was never the intention for hip-hop or hip-hoppers so that was a passage from the gospel of hip-hop by a krs1 just want to say thank you all for listening to the podcast you know i i got i i have plenty more in the works um email list everything <clears throat> always working on music um i'll be working with some very interesting pe interesting people in the future so look forward look forward to invigorating interviews i have a lot lined up anyway thank you all and keep on rocking in the free world <laughs>